artists, musicians, and creatives of all kinds. Looking for help balancing your passion to create with your everyday life? Not sure if your faith can coexist with your profession? Welcome to a place where real artists discuss real life. You're listening to The God and Gig Show. Visit GodandGigs.com for show notes, links, and more information. Now, here are your hosts, Alan C. Paul and Chris Style Renee. What do you do when you're a creative person who wants to get into full-time creative work, but you're not quite ready to make the leap? How do you deal with the balance between your current full-time income and moving into more of a creative freelance type lifestyle? I'm here to help you out with that. And my name is Alan and I'm the creator of God and Gigs. I'm a musician and author of the book, God and Gigs, Succeed as a Musician Without Sacrificing Your Faith, as well as Your Art, God's Heart, a 21-day guide to creatives. And I really appreciate you joining me. And hopefully you'll also stick around and subscribe if you're new to the show so you can check out my amazing co-host, Christelle Renee. We normally co-host this show, but... I always do a solo show once a month where I can kind of share a quick tidbit, an inspirational thought or some practical encouragement for you as you go through your day. So this will be a shorter show than our regular full-length episodes when we have an interview or a big topic to discuss. If you've been with us, thanks so much for sticking with us, for subscribing. And if you're new to the show, you are in the right place. If you're an entertainer, a musician, a artist, a freelancer, Anyone in the creative arts who wants to combine and connect their spirituality with their creativity. So thanks so much for checking this podcast out and checking out this episode. So this is all for the full-time traditional workers out there who are also creatives. And I know there's a bunch of you. The idea that every single person who feels the creative bug, jumps out and leaps into full-time work is just not true. There's no stigma that should be attached if you are still working a full-time job or a part-time job while you're also doing your creative work, you're singing, you're dancing, you're recording, you're performing, you're writing. Really, that's the new normal. Side hustle nation, as many have called it, so many have called it, or the gig economy, is a natural part of life now. You should expect that your income is going to come from many different sources. And if you are a gifted, talented person, you are probably good at both your creative stuff and some other type of more traditional nine to five employment or skill. However, this is for those of you who want to try to start to move toward a more full time mindset when it comes to your creative work, but you're not quite ready to leave a full-time or a part-time position in a more traditional work environment. So I have four little tips that should help you. Hopefully you can remember these. Each one of them starts with the letter P. So hopefully this will be a little kind of device to help you remember each of these four points that also starts with a P. Look, see what I did there? Okay, let me stop. That was kind of corny. I apologize. So these are four steps or four points that will help you start to think of the ways that you can balance out your full-time work with your creative work. And again, some of you are doing this all the time, so maybe this will help reinforce some of the things you're already doing as you balance out your creative work 
with your more traditional jobs in a nine to five type setting. So the first point I have is to pivot. I kind of borrowed this idea from a great book I heard about, and I'm going to read it as soon as I can, also called Pivot. And the idea is simply of making career changes little pieces at a time. And so what I'd like you to remember, if you are in a full-time or a part-time position that is not creative, that is more of a, a business or a corporate or maybe a mechanical or a service industry, anything where you're not actually able to flex your creative muscles, I want you to start to think about how you can start to test out your creative muscles, your creative abilities, both inside and outside that career. Now, you might say, well, I'm an accountant. I'm a salesperson. I really can't use my creative skill, whether it's singing, dancing, art, drama, photography, whatever you're thinking of using your creative skill, you might say, this doesn't fit in my workforce at all. However, you can start to look at how you can test out small parts of your creative abilities, both inside and outside your job. So say perhaps you're a salesperson. Is there a way, if you're also a writer, that you can start to make your emails and your sales copy a little more creative by applying the information you know about creating stories and storylines and drama and suspense and cliffhangers into your writing? I'm sure there's several different places within the sphere of sales where telling a good story makes a big difference. Or perhaps you are in some mechanical field. Perhaps you are using your skills to create, or actually I should say, to repair things and to make things, but you're not doing it in a creative way. Perhaps you can start to think of how you can use your creative mind to start to pivot into using the skills you have in the place that you are, whether it's fixing cars or whether it's uh, repairing things, whether it's you're in numbers or in any other kind of situation where you might say, well, there's nothing creative about this, but you can look at your creative problem solving and start to apply and pivot your skills toward that direction. So that's some ways you can apply your creative skills in some way to your current traditional work life. And you can also start to test your creative work in small ways outside your workforce. And of course, this means trying out small things and small tests to see how viable you could be as a creative artist full time. So this is the side hustle where you start to use your gifts in a small way. Perhaps you start to go to open mics and you start to perform. Perhaps you start to open a Etsy shop or an eBay shop or an Amazon shop. And you start to sell your things online. You start to go to conferences. You start to show up at places and while you don't have to go full time in this, you have to go with the mindset that you are testing the waters and preparing yourself to pivot toward a more creative lifestyle. And that is a goal of yours that you're going to put your mind into and put your mindset around and put your energy behind. So that's the first point to start to pivot by testing out creative ideas, both inside and outside the workplace. Your second way of balancing out your work life in both creative and traditional workplaces is to patronize yourself. This is an idea, of course, if you've been following the Got A Gig show, you know that patrons are the ones that help fund the show. You're the guys that 
supply a monthly stipend, a monthly donation to help us grow the God and Gig show. So you're patrons of the show, but you can also patron yourself or patronize yourself. If you are a full-time worker, if you've got a part-time income, you know that it's really tough to start to divide up your budget and put money aside for your creative work when you've got bills to pay and you might feel that your hobby doesn't deserve the amount of resources that you have to apply to really get serious. But I want you to consider that your employment, your employer, your full-time or your traditional job can become a patron of your creative job. So now you start to say, you know what? If I could simply take 2%, 3%, 5% of the money I make and start to use that as a fund for my creative work, now you change the mindset from where your traditional job is taking away from your creative work to where your, your traditional job is actually making your creative work possible. And trust me, full-time artists sometimes have to struggle with this because we don't have a choice. We may not have another source of income that we can get some support from. But if you are a full-time or a part-time worker who's still working in the field, you can use those resources and fund your own creative projects one little step at a time. There's one great example from a book that I recommend highly for all of you, whether you're a full-time worker, a part-time worker, or a full-time creative, from this book called Real Artists Don't Starve by Jeff Goins. And he gives an example of a person who's in the stock market. He's a Wall Street worker. He's a financial advisor. So clearly his work does not involve creativity all the time, but he uses his Wall Street income to help fund his artistic work. And he doesn't feel the need at this point to leave his financial position. Jeff Goyne says it like this, this quote I took from the book, which is a great way to look at it. Employers become patrons when we begin to see them not as obstacles to the work we want to do, but as a way of funding it. So think about patronizing yourself, using your traditional career as a springboard to start to fund and to give resources to your creative career. Step number three is to prioritize. And I'm pretty sure you saw this coming. As a creative, you have to start making your creative work part of your schedule if you really want to consider this a possibility for full-time work or full-time income. But I'm not saying to put aside all of your time and to neglect your traditional duties at wherever your job is. What I'm saying is to start to batch your time so that there's creative spaces in your schedule every week where you are simply going to work on the creative stuff and then you can set it aside in your minds knowing that you have prioritized it and you don't have to have this guilt trip of feeling like you're never going to get around to your creative work. Batching is a serious productivity tool. I'm using it actually as I record this podcast. I've recorded several intros, worked on several different things simply on podcasting that have nothing to do with the rest of my day or the rest of my work because I want to focus simply on getting this part of my day right and getting it done. So that means I've batched the time, I prioritized the time for this particular job, this particular creative endeavor. 
when you batch your time, you can find a sliver, a window of time where you're only going to work on your creative stuff. Now, you may have to make some time and push some things aside. Maybe you have to get up a little earlier to write. Maybe you have to stay up a little later to compose. Whatever you have to do, you have to batch that time and prioritize it so that it doesn't get in the way of your creative time. I'm sorry, it doesn't get in the way of your traditional time that you have to work in your nine to five or your shift work or wherever you're actually working in the majority of your traditional work. So don't let this slip. Really put a emphasis on batching the time that you can use. Now, I know we all say we're too busy, but if I tell you you have 168 hours in a week and you use about seven to eight hours to sleep, that's 56, maybe 49 hours a week, And of course, you've got your job, which takes up another 40 hours a week. And then there's family time. But you can find in those 168 hours, about four, three, two, however many hours you can to put together some time that's solely devoted to your creative work. Do that and you'll find that your energy, your inspiration will gather steam, will gather momentum because you are prioritizing your creative work and you're not taking away from the traditional job and the traditional focus you might need in order to pay the bills. So that's step three, prioritize. Last but not least, I'm going to use a mindset model here of pride. And I know pride gets a bad rap sometimes, but I'm talking about a good kind of pride. Pride yourself on being an artist. Don't allow the label of being a traditional or a nine to five or a regular, whatever that means, worker to take away the fact that you are an artist. An artist is not based on who they work for, on where you work, on what your label from nine to five is. An artist is determined by what you create. So if you're creating things, if you're putting new work out into the world and you're doing so in a consistent and professional basis, Even if you're not yet being paid what you feel it might be worth, you are operating as an artist. And that means you can take pride in your status and you can continue to build momentum toward what might become your full-time career one day. So don't throw yourself to the side. Don't throw yourself under the bus whenever you have to put aside your creative work to focus on your traditional work. My example is when I was a full-time teacher, I was a music teacher in the public schools, so that was somewhat creative. However, I definitely felt the tug between my duties as a teacher where I had to worry about grades and standards and staying focused on my students, which of course I loved. Let me not get it wrong. I love teaching and still teach today and still put all my focus on my students when I'm teaching. But if any public school teachers out there know you cannot really think creatively when it comes down to the nuts and bolts of administrative task in the classroom, you have to stay focused on those things. And so creativity sometimes goes out the window because you simply have to get the work done. But when I would be trying to slave away and make sure I got all of my grades done or I would be in a planning session and all I could think about was, I wish I was outside working on a song. I wish I was working on the songs for the church service on Sunday. I wish I was writing or I wish I was doing some creative thing at home. 
Well, that was a guilt trip I put myself on. And then when I would get home, I wouldn't feel as motivated because I felt like I sapped all of my energy just thinking about what I didn't get done. So take pride in the fact that you do have a creative mindset and that when you can, you'll step away. Maybe you will have to step outside or sit in your car and sing an idea into your phone. Maybe you will have to take a sketch pad with you every once in a while and jot an idea down and then put it away. But don't throw yourself under the bus and go on a guilt trip every time that you think about the fact that you do have these two worlds that you live in, your traditional job and your creative impulses, which once again, one day you might be ready for the full-time calling. But at this point, you can rest assured that what you create is more important than where or how you earn a living at this point. I hope that's encouraged you. And if you are considering going full time with your creative work, but you're not quite sure what to do, I do have a resource that hopefully will help you. It's called our four questions that you should be asking yourself before you go full time. This resource is basically a worksheet on your mindset and the questions that you need to really be sure of before you go into a full time position as a creative, as an entrepreneur, as a freelancer, as a gig lifer. So I would love to offer this to you. All you have to do is simply go to godandgigs.com slash questions, or just check out godandgigs.com. You'll see a link there to download this resource, and it will help you think through the questions you really need to answer, including these four tips, how to pivot, how to patronize yourself, how to prioritize your time and how to pride yourself on your work as you prepare for the possibilities of going full time and balancing out your two worlds as you go through your creative journey. So I hope that's impressed you and and inspired you and helped you see that you do not have to worry about those two worlds colliding, but you can coexist in both your traditional nine to five type position and your creative work. Until next time, guys, thanks so much for checking out the God and Gig Show. Once again, make sure you subscribe. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash God and Gig Show. And make sure that you subscribe so you can catch me and Crystal in a future episode. Until then, God bless. Thanks for joining us here at the God and Gig Show. Please leave us a review on iTunes, like our Facebook page, or visit GodandGigs.com and tell us what you thought of this show. We'll be back soon. In the meantime, go create something amazing. Oh, hey, you're still listening. Thanks. I'm glad you didn't hit the stop button yet. And since you are still listening, could you also do me a big favor? Could you go onto your iPod, your iPhone, your Samsung, whatever phone you have and review this show? You see, people really don't know how to trust this information until they see somebody else has trusted it and enjoys it and has found some inspiration and encouragement in it. So your voice, your review, your stars, whatever you decide to share in your review really will make a difference in helping this show reach more creatives and artists and entertainers 
like you. So if you want to have some more friends who are encouraging, who are inspiring, and who are helping this community to grow, you can do that right now by reviewing the show and leaving us some feedback, letting you know what you think. Hey, so glad you kept listening for just a few more seconds. Don't worry, we're done now. God bless.